everybody welcome back to the music corner of state awaits i'm nate and i'm sebastian and today it's boys chat time uh trent gonna be here he had stuff going on you know how it goes the show goes on <laughs> rest in peace or r.i.p king no nah, no but uh nevertheless we still do the boys chat you know how we do it at the end of every year since there's no albums really to talk about even though we got a couple that we're gonna do today you know uh which you'll see We'll hear later, but uh, yeah, you know, boys chat is just, you know, we talk about how our holidays were, how we are doing in general, <laughs> that sort of thing, you know, it's just a kind of a music base, but not so much really, it's just, it's a boys chat, so, uh, Sebastian, how about you, tell, tell us about how your Christmas was first. Uh, Christmas was good. Um, I'm, we've hinted at it before on the channel, but we're all avid disc golfers, and uh, this year was kind of like a big year for me in that um, I got a big old mystery box uh, courtesy from the family, and it was really nice to have. Um, got a bunch of cool stuff there. Uh, did a bunch of disc golfing because uh, I'm an educator. I'm not going to say exactly what I do with it, but uh, instead of having summers off, I have winters off. And I just been doing nothing but going outside disc golfing and listening to Quentin reviews. Uh, please check out his salmon cat mini series. I don't even know if I want to call it mini cause they're like eight hours each, but uh, they're good videos on YouTube. They're fun. Um, other than that, just been just trying my best to not go stir crazy. Cause I don't have a job at the moment and I am just kind of, Hanging around, you know, it's just I, I don't know how most teachers do that throughout the summer where they're just like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to, you know, do something else. Like, I, I don't know how to do it, man. It's just it's weird. It feels so weird. Um, yeah, I other than that, uh, just been doing that. Uh, been catching up on some albums, I will say, that we did not get to this year. Uh, one of them I really liked was the Laffy album or Luffy. Something like that. She's like a Swedish uh, singer-songwriter. Really good stuff. Uh, I like the Black Rainbows album. A lot of different genres on that. Definitely nothing I would say like would be super uh, that wow factor or nothing for most of our viewers. But like, I think it's really cool. I like the experimentation on it. I listened to MS Paint as well from this year. That was a pretty cool. Like, I don't know what you call that. Like, um, like a more hardcore kind of thing. Kind of yeah, it was like punk too yeah. a little bit. You know, it was like. Uh, if I recall correctly, like it was just like a yeah, like a punk hardcorey kind of yeah. thing. They they added some kind of thing to it too. I thought maybe industrial, if I'm not mistaken, but it's been a minute since I heard it. But it was a good album. It was a really fun album. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I definitely thought the same. Like I, I, I like the kind of Y2K look to it. Yeah. Uh, it was cool in that sense. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was fun. I've been watching a lot of YouTubers do their year end specials and lists. Uh, big one. I really want to shout out. Obviously he, he knows he needs no introduction, but Fantanos is always fun to watch. Uh, Mike, the snare is also a huge one that I'm, I've been big into for a couple years now. Uh, I also watched like a couple others and they were great too. Uh, a lot of fun little like jabs at the bad music, a lot of similar rankings to the best, I've seen maybe everybody is on like that arse or uh, Mew or whatever it is. Yeah, Rate your music. Yeah, MewCore. Um, I, 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 you know what, man? If it's good, it's good. You know, it's there's a lot of good stuff happening every year. And I'm glad that 
2023 had even more than what we were able to find. I mean, fuck. I mean, we listen to six new albums a week, and I thought we've honestly heard pretty much everything that you had to offer. And there's like, like fucking, like there's so many albums that I'm like, wow, okay, well these bands are like really small and stuff. And like I was like, oh fuck, did not realize this existed. This is really cool, you know. But it means we can use them for the future if they do release any new projects. That's how I got like with Ada Rook and stuff like that, um, or even Yola too. Hoping she drops. Please, please. Uh, but yeah, other than that, just uh, doing that, watching One Piece, uh, and <laughs> that's it. Dude, I feel you. Yeah, there you have it. Um, my Christmas was good. We did, um, what did we get? So I got my girlfriend a, a disc bag, you know, mentioning disc golfing again. And in the bag, I put like different gifts in there. Like there was like a new phone case, there was a, like a little. Uh, glass container thing for lunches threw some candy in there some discs of course and then i surprised her for her birthday thing where we're going to be going to hershey uh for the hershey's chocolate world kind of thing so that's gonna be fun we're actually doing that this weekend as a recording so that's gonna be a lot of fun um for me i got uh we're gonna be going to be uh painting with otters And I'm really excited about that because I love otters. They're my favorite, like, zoo animal. And the fact that we're going to be painting and they're just going to be around, you know, like, up close, you can touch and pet them is like, oh, oh, my gosh, a dream come true. It's going to be a dream come true. I'm so excited there. Um, Along with that, uh, we're also going to be going to Sonic Temple this year, uh, just this Saturday. Uh, we got VIP, which I was not expecting at all, and that was a very nice surprise. And, uh, yeah, Saturday's going to be so much fun because that's literally the only day that, like, I had I, – I literally counted. I'm pretty sure there was, like, 17 bands that I want to see that day, and it's, like, f- across all the different stages, too. So, like, it's almost like no matter what time it's going to be during the day, there'll be somebody I want to see. And um, what's nice, too, is that, like, there's like only, like, three that I have never seen you know, which I'm pretty sure was Harm's Way, Slar to Prevail, and then um, one other band. I forgot who, who it was specifically with that day, but I'm either way, I'm definitely excited. Also, say that Sleep Tokens are going to be there. I'm like, I don't care who's playing. I don't even care if it's like any of those bands I mentioned. I'm, I'm, we're going to go see Sleep Token because it's Sleep Token. Um, so, yeah, that'll be fun. That's in May. I'm excited for that. Uh, got some records. Well, really, okay, so I got, like, a lot of money for Christmas. I got a lot of money, which means that's some record money right there, oh. too. So I used some. I, I, I used a couple of those hundreds that uh, I got for some records that I got the other day that you saw I posted on my story. There was, like, it was, like, a lot of com- – it was a combination of things. There was, like, some stuff that was, like, from this year, like, like Caroline Polachek, there's Armin Hammer, Kim Petrus. And then I also got some things that were, you know, ones that I hadn't had that were kind of expensive before. But I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. And it was uh, Smashing Pumpkins with Siamese Dream. That was the big one that I got. As well as, um, oh, what else did I get that day? I got, uh, uh, oh. Who else did I get that day? Oh, Fall Out Boy. Fall Out Boy was another big one that I got too. And then a few others as well. Um, but you know, it was it was worth it. And I also got like a two hundred dollar exchange gift card as well. I haven't used that yet, but like I'm just like excited for that. What I'm gonna do though is I think I'm gonna go to the North Olmstead one specifically, uh Northeast Ohio, location for our non-Ohioans. Um 
they always have at least at any time I've gone there, the rare ones, you know, the ones that cost more, but like the ones that you never find at all. Like, I, oh my God, I think I found like three there once. Like I got Chelsea Grin's Ashes to Ashes. Uh, I remember years ago, there was a dance game and dance instant gratification there. Rings of Saturn. I got their, uh, uh, Lugal and Kien album. The one with a uh, natural selection and everything on there. I think that's how it's called. I haven't pronounced that one just in a minute. <laughs> yeah, literally <laughs> yeah. Ju- just ask Trent. He'll, yeah. he'll know. Um, so yeah, so like I'm excited to do that. Uh, looking forward to what I'm going to find there. Uh, what else did we get? Um, I know my girlfriend got a lot of clothes and everything. I got some clothes too. She actually picked out some really cool clothes for me um, that I'm excited to like. You know wear more in the winter it's been a little weird here though in ohio with like the fluctuation of weather going from the 50s and upper like lower 60s and then now we're in the 30s again you can't you can't predict it you can't predict it um but yeah that was kind of christmas then for the most part other than that though i mean like you know listen to albums too on the side still uh today marked the last albums which was only two that i listened to for the year for 2023 just because i you know wanted to li- i've listened to everything this year there was like any big album or even minor album i i listened to it i did wasn't impressed with a lot of it but i did listen to some obviously sebastian mentioned like ms paint and there's been other ones that i'm uh listened to that weren't bad but we just didn't put on the podcast i kind of wanted to aim for the more more popularish ones but also like i did throw in a couple of those weeks those like really obscure ones like art school girlfriend and like girl ray i would say was and that even ended up being in my top 50 um so like a lot of like you know a lot of stuff there that i was just Ooh, a lot of sixes for me. If you know me, like my sixes are kind of like the mid range. It's like the sixes, the six and a halves, and like kind of five and a half is like mid to me. And then five and below is like pretty bad. You know, even five and a half is a little bit rough, but too many. There was way too many. And it got unbearable when you're listening to like eight albums a day and like six of those albums are all sixes. Ooh, but I but the final number uh, was literally twelve hundred. I listened to twelve hundred twenty twenty three albums. F- fucking crazy, I know. And uh, do I regret it? No, because uh, it's kind of fun. Uh, but at the same time, it's like it does get a little exhausting. But it's nice that like I work at a job without I'm able to actually like listen to these albums consistently, you know. And like even if I do have to like put my headphones down for a bit to kind of focus on some certain things, it is still like, you know, there'll still be a lot more time to listen to them, like either in a few moments or another day. But yeah, I listen to a lot. It's fun. I still did album a day too. So that's an additional 365 albums, uh, listened to for the year. Um, so really it's like, yeah, it's like literally like 1500 albums I listened to this year total that I had never heard before. So there you go with that. Uh, watching a lot more movies too. Lately, I mean, my girlfriend and I, we literally keep a list of, like, movies that we watch. Like, we have, like, a literal, like, Excel spreadsheet kind of thing going on. And, like, you know, I'm showing her a lot of movies that I have, uh, that I've seen, but, like, she's never seen. Like, big names, too. Like, um, like, Gran Torino was in there. Uh, Moonlight, Argo. Um, what else do we have here? Um... 
Dolomite is my name. That was a good one. And this is just this year alone. This isn't like recent or anything, but it's over the course of the year. Um, it's a lot of fun. And like, especially when we have a list too of movies that we both haven't seen. Like there was something here, like, you know, we watched Talk to Me this year. Ennies Men. Ennies Men is a fucking awful, awful movie that like, it literally looks, it looks like an A24 film kind of thing, right? And it's from the company Neon. Um or the film company, you know, and the trailer, you know, like most weird horror film kind of trailers, it looks like some crazy shit's going to happen in this one. But like, they literally just showed the scenes as they were in the trailer, but they, they emphasized it. I guess you could say they made it more intense in the trailer as well. When in reality you're watching it, you're like, okay, like nothing is happening. And the whole movie, what is it? It's like, the whole thing is like, I don't know. She was like the rock or something on this Island or whatever. Like, you know, she, there was like a coal mine accident or some shit or some boating accident that like, you know, she just witnessed. I don't know. It didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. It was weird. I didn't like it. Um, I also didn't like X, which we watched this year. X, I was not a fan of, but I loved Pearl because yeah, for some reason, the sequel is better than the original in this one. But, like, Pearl was amazing. Pearl, the acting was, like, leagues better. I loved the story. You really did get, like, a background of her. But, like, oh, man, just, like, Mia Goth and her monologue that she did even towards the end was just, you know, almost jaw-dropping, I would say. Just, like, how how much she sold into it. It was amazing. A great movie. You've never seen that, for sure. Um, and what else? Honestly, that actually might be, I mean, disc golfing, of course, you know, here and there with you, with my girlfriend and I, when we will go up to the course near us too. Um, yeah, kind of just like stuff like that. Just keeping it chill. Nothing crazy. Um, yeah, there you go. I don't know if, uh, anything else you want to add? Anything else you've done? On the topic of movies, I mean, I, oh, yeah. yeah, I, um, I always forget to mention, like, I, I'm a huge horror movie guy. Uh, and I did not see Ennies Man because you did tell me not to watch it. You don't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm not going to do it, especially if it's long-winded and, like, takes forever. Like, I... And, like, it's not even, like, a long movie itself. It's actually pretty short, if I recall. I think it was, like, an hour and a half. But, like, maybe, like, hour 40. But... It just is. It feels longer than that because nothing happens. Yeah. Nothing happens. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I definitely dislike movies like that where it just takes forever, even though it's a short movie. Especially, mm-hmm. um, you know, one movie that didn't do that this year that I thought would was Skinnamarink. I really fucking like that. Fucking terrifying. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. You know, I know a lot of people didn't like it because it doesn't show the monster, doesn't show a lot of dialogue, and it's kind of like... jump scares, though, that aren't even, like, you know, big ones. They're not even, like... Well, okay, I should say big ones. They're not, like, the whole, like, build-up ones. It just kind of comes out of nowhere, and it's so quick that you, like, sometimes will either barely miss it or you'll just be like, oh, my God, like, you like it'll just be a quick one of those, but... Oh, man, it was eerie. No, no, the thing is, though, with that one, too, it was extra eerie for my girlfriend because the little cartoons that they're watching were ones that she actually watched when she was younger. And, like, it was every single one in that movie were the exact ones that she even showed me. Like, all of them. It was very weird and really added to, like, the horror element, I think, for both of us. But, like, oh, my God, that movie was crazy. Like, that was just, like, that is genuinely, like, one of the most terrifying movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree. I 
I, I think it's really good. Um, you know, the scariest part is it's all happening to children. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's what it makes it. Like, if it was adults, I don't think I would have been as scared as much because, like, the children are so helpless and they don't fucking know. Um, were. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I was, you know, that was a good one there. I, I'm not going to lie, side tangent of a side tangent, but like, uh, the rubber hose cartoons of like the 30s and 40s and stuff, the, like the public domain stuff that like was yeah. playing during that. That stuff is so good with, like, horror aesthetic. I don't know if it's because it's just from so long ago and almost feels cryptic to us now or something like that. But, like, it's just – it's so crazy. Like, all the, like, emo rappers, like, like a ghost main, you know. Yeah, like, all, all those people using it for their horror stuff. And it's like, wow, you know, it, it kind of makes sense. Like, it's just super, like, super, like, rubbery, super different. Like, you're not used to it. I don't know. Just weird little mental thing. Uh, yeah, but I've, I've watched – I've been watching a lot of uh, uh, found footage for uh, horror films. Yeah, I watch. I tend to watch a lot of found footage because that's my favorite genre of horror. Is because, like horror? Um, yeah, like it's it's pretty much a precursor to that where it's more of like it's dudes with video cameras. Yeah, and then that's how like the scare like think like Paranormal Activity, Blair Witch, and stuff is like the famous ones. Um, I really like things like Creep. That's like my favorite overall for found footage. I watched one recently, which was Dash Cam, which was like this crazy like American woman. Uh, going to Europe to escape like the vaccine craze of COVID. And she was not very much for it to put it lightly. And, uh, during the whole movie, she's like being, uh, followed around by like this devil thing. And it's like super visceral. It's, 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 it's like almost like goofy how fucking insane this woman is and how even more crazy the monsters that are chasing her are. Um, another one I really liked too, that was found footage was, uh, this one's actually horror comedy, but it's called, um, oh my God, uh, dead stream. It's on shutter. Uh, I'll definitely show that to you sometime. It's like this dude, like this, uh, Jake Paul kind of guy or like, you know, those haunted house people that like go into like, they try to do their own. Yeah. They try to do their own version of like ghost hunters. This guy's doing the same kind of thing. He's like a huge douchebag, but he goes in there and all these monsters are like killing him and stuff. And he's just like taking the brunt of it, trying to survive. It's almost cabin in the woods style with like how campy it is. And like, but it's like, it's meant for laughs. Like this dude is supposed to get the shit kicked out of him. Like one point, like he just like yeets himself out of a window and just like breaks his leg and stuff. And then this like horny vampires like chasing after him the whole time. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, uh, another, another cool horror film as well. I highly recommend it's on Tubi. Uh, don't like Tubi because they play like some of the most like weird porny ads I think I've ever seen, but like, you know, nonetheless, uh, it's called Willow Creek. It's uh Bigfoot <laughs> and it's found footage. Uh, I'm not going to say anything about it. It, it's, uh, you know, as a nature guy. Uh, Bigfoot, you never know. You never know. He could be out there. He could, you know. Uh, yeah. So it's cool. But yeah, that's about that's about it though for like movie stuff. Yeah, there you go. There you have it. Um, honestly, yeah, that's kind of like the chat part of it. Uh, we want to get into these albums. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. Uh, yeah. Let's start it out. We only have two. Uh, we're basically only gonna do a couple that were like really big in December. Which, let's be honest, there really only were two big ones. But uh, we'll start it out here with that new uh, Tay McRae album that came out. Uh, Think later. 
I don't get the hype behind Tate McRae. I mean, like, she's got, like, a ton of, like, streams and shit. I, I did not know prior to listening to the album that she had, like, 54 million monthly listeners. Uh, that's crazy. That is absolutely fucking crazy. And, I mean, this is, like, her second album. Her debut came out last year, uh, The I Used to Think I Could Fly, which I did listen to that one. It was bad. It was actually pretty damn fucking bad. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. It was bad. I was like, all right, well, you know, she's she's maybe she got better production kind of thing, better sound. And I will say that this album, Think Later, is a little bit better than that one for sure. Um only in the sense though that it is more tolerable and that there isn't anything too annoying about it other than her vocals at times, which that was a big problem I felt like on the last album. She had just like weird vocals and like very high and nasally and I and it's kind of here still too but like it seems like the uh the production of it like kind of like you know makes it work I would say but I mean there's just nothing memorable at all it's just very teen pop it's very you know it's bland there's nothing new to it there's nothing anything crazy with this one it's just here it exists yeah how there you go. I mean, if you like that teen pop stuff, though, I mean, like, hell yeah, like, go for it. Listen to that shit. Uh, you might even appreciate this one. But for me, I'm really picky with it. I don't really care for her stuff, but maybe she'll grow on me in years to come. Maybe she'll get better. Who knows? Um, the album is a six out of ten, though, for me. Uh, just, yeah, not, not fully my cup of tea, but yeah. Sebastian? Yeah, I'm going to have to go in full agreement there. Um, I don't really have a lot to say about any song specifically. And I hate to be like that because it's a newer artist. You know, there is a lot of hype generating around Tate McRae. Uh, for one, I mean, my little sister and her friends, they really like Tate McRae. And they, they're like, you know, they hail her as like a next pop princess, you know. But it's kind of like the same effect with like Sabrina Carpenter, where it's like, I'm not in that demographic right now. Um, I'm not a teen girl like I used to be. Um, <laughs> and I, I understand the appeal. I mean, it's very vibey, very catchy music. It's just not very much for me. Uh, Tate McRae's vocals, I like to say, are kind of like the very pouty kind of Billie Eilish type vocals. And I'm not going to say like they're like a straight up copycat. You know, everybody has their influences and stuff. And hopefully that's the case. I know there were a lot of Billy copycats throughout this whole decade and honestly the past like five or six years. But um, yeah, I'm kind of reaching a point now where it's kind of like overdone at this point. And it's really, really hard to do the Billy Eilish sound without being Billy. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've said this before about plenty of albums in the past. Tate McRae, at least her instrumentals are a little bit more up uh, tempo, I guess, and stuff, but it's just the same kind of thing. It's super pouty, super, you know, young and, you know, being a teenager. And unfortunately, I'm not in that point in my life. Uh, it's just not for me entirely. But, hey, I'm glad that she has fans, uh, 54 million of them to be exact. That's pretty fucking wild. Uh, if I can even get a fraction of that for this podcast, that would be great. But unfortunately, yeah, we don't appeal to the young teens Oh, rating. Oh, rating. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give this one a five. It's very, like, middle ground for me. Sounds good, just not my thing. 
Definitely get that. No, uh, yeah, no other comment. Definitely, like, it's funny, actually, like, we were talking about this earlier, but, like, you know, the whole Billie Eilish comment, I was, like, I listened to When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go, uh, today, and listening to that again after, like, some time, and then just, like, thinking about, like, um, our modern-day teen pop artists and everything, there's a lot of influence that Billie has had on them that is great in that aspect, but, man, nobody can, like top or even get on that same level as her it seems like just because like you know billy ann's so much different you know it, she feels it's more creative with her basically and with everyone else it just feels like it's very cookie cutter it's very bland it's just there you know so billy did influence a generation but i don't think anyone's been able to even piggyback off that well since then but i don't know we'll, we'll see what the future holds for artists in the future like that but uh, yeah, and now the only other album that we have to talk about today, the other big one here is Nicki Minaj's Pink Friday 2. Sebastian, start her out. Yeah, uh, do you mind if I see that for yeah. just the album listing here? Because yeah. I do have some specific examples. Um, I, I'm not a barb, so to say, <laughs> but I do enjoy Nicki's music quite a bit. Um, she's one of my favorite, like, pop rappers and i hate to call her that because she does have a lot of roots that aren't pop rap but pink friday is just one of my favorite examples of crossover appeal it satisfies the rap head in me and it also satisfies the pop listener that i tend to be sometimes i think it's a great thing uh and then i got to pink friday too and calling it a sequel should in theory mean like it should be Pink Friday, but a little bit more expanded upon, a little bit more fleshed out. Maybe it's going to go a little bit more in the pop direction. Maybe it's going to have that same appeal, but like with a newer age tact or something. And I was severely angry about this at first, uh, as a lot of people were. A lot of people were mad that this album came out and it wasn't as good as the original Pink Friday. Nostalgia glasses aside. Uh, this was kind of like what I felt at first to be a lackluster attempt to be a Pink Friday spiritually or a spiritual successor. It's really hard to top that. And I, if you honestly don't think about this as being that, it works. Because it took me three times listening to this album to finally get that in my mind. Because I went into it the third time and I'm like... I'm not going to think about this as a sequel anymore. I'm going to think about this as its own thing, as I probably showed it from the beginning, but, but my thick brain, stupid, you know, ape ass is not uh, comp- or is not like able to comprehend something like that. So, yeah, uh, Pink Friday 2 on third listen is a lot better than I would have said at first. Um, I really like the first track, Are You Gone Already? Uh, speaking of Billie Eilish, she's sampled in this song with um, – when the party's over and it's kind of like sped up and turned into this like sadder song. And yeah, it's like the, the chipmunk soul kind of thing, but with Billie Eilish's already high pitched voice. So it was just a very weird, uh, kind of sample, especially because it's such a recent song. I, I don't know. Like the recency of it is just kind of what makes the sample weird to me. Uh, I, I, I still like the song overall though. I think it's a pretty good opener. Um, Barbie Dangerous, FTCU, and Beep Beep. My fucking God, Nikki is going really hard on these tracks. Honestly, the hardest she goes on the whole album, I would say. 
Uh, these are just the typical Nikki cat claws, panther claws, right through your throat, you know, right straight to the jugular kind of wrapping. And she does a great job through these. And a lot of these are great. I, I love the flow. I love what she's doing here. Um, Let Me Calm Down with J. Cole is another great, uh, another great feature on here. I mean, fuck. J. Cole really carried the song, but I think Nikki held her own very, very well. Uh, definitely did not expect a J. Cole feature on the Nicki Minaj album to go this fucking hard. Uh, speaking of features, Lil Wayne's back with Nicki, and that, to me, would be a huge success. I just don't find this song to be very catchy. R&B is the title. I don't find it very catchy. Uh, I wish it could have been more, but I just it kind of left me wanting more, if anything. Um, yeah, Drake's on here with Needle. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, everybody with a little Uzi vert. I thought that was fine as well. Uh, super freaky girls are super freaky girl. I reviewed this earlier on our TikTok, and I was not a huge fan of it back then because I was like, Oh, the sample, it's stupid. And I will kind of hold that against this album as a whole. A lot of these samples are just trying to piggyback off of like Anaconda's success way back when. Like, I feel like Nikki just hasn't stopped trying to recreate Anaconda since it came out. And yes, Anaconda's a fucking great, awesome track. But how are you going to try to piggyback off of that? You have so many other abilities with your rap persona, whether it's Roman or just the stuff you would do on your normal pop rap shit. Like, just do what you do best. Like, don't try to, like, reinterpolate all these different samples. And also, Super Freaky Girl, like... Isn't like didn't WAP already happen? Like, like I I don't think it's like a great like summer banger as WAP would have been. You know, I'm not trying to compare the two. You know, they're both, you know, they're they're they have their own appeal separately. But yeah, the sample from this one I just I don't like it all. The Rick James sample eh, didn't really work for me. Uh, yeah, and then just the memories was really good as well. You know, she's like thanking all the people that helped her in her come up. She's also just like, you know, laying it down that she's still one of the best out in the game, regardless of how this album turned out. I still think Nikki has good albums and good music in within her. It's just apparently she didn't have a lot of it to, you know, put out with this album. Um, yeah, I, I really wish it could have been more. I wish it could have actually been just something new from Nikki, but I feel like he, we got a kind of haphazardly done return to form. If anything, I guess, I, I don't know. I just, I just feel really cheated on this album. The fact that it's a pink Friday too, and it doesn't deserve that title. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's good. Just long winded. There are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of tracks that just need some time for me and hopefully I might come around more and rate this a higher rating. At first I gave it like a, I think like a four and then now I'm up to like a 7.5 and I think I'm going to leave it there. 7.5 out of 10. Nice. Yeah. Um, I kind of went into a little bit with high expectations, I think just because it was like a return album for her. And I think like what, like her first album since, Ooh, Queen, which was 2018. So, like, yeah, that's, like, you know, five years there, which, you know, that's a pretty long span of time since, like, an album. But, uh, yeah, Pink Friday 2 really was not what I was expecting in not a good way because it is just bloated with a lot of shit that just didn't need to make the final cut, I think. Um, 
But for the positives, though, uh, I thought the album started off pretty strong. Other than Are You Gone Already, I didn't really care for that whole Billie Eilish thing. But Barbie Dangerous and FTCU, definitely like back-to-back bangers right there for the album. And then, uh, unfortunately, then uh, the album slowly just kind of started falling apart a little bit with only a couple highs, um, mainly with like that J. Cole feature and the Lil Wayne one. Um, I don't really remember much from everybody with Lil Uzi, but like... I was already almost starting to check out at that point, and then uh, it, it was at the point where Pink Friday Girls and Super Freaky Girl came on, and I was like, okay, all right, like, you, you lost me, you lost me. Um, wasn't wasn't Pink Friday Girls, that was the Cindy Lauper sample? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. And there was also I, I forgot to also mention, yeah, the the Blondie sample too was kind of random as well. The, the samples in general, yeah, on the like the back half of the album were just very random and like you know, I think Fantano even mentioned it in his review of it, but like something to do with like the whole trying to remix old songs for like a TikTok moment kind of thing. It felt very forced here on the album, like incredibly forced and when it's that way, it doesn't work. It, it, it can't work if you try to push it that hard. Um, it just kind of has to, like, you know, flow properly, you know? As much as I don't like it, it's, like, just, like, the whole, um, you know, taking original songs and, like, putting them, like, you know, on a higher pitch and, like, maybe speeding them up a little bit. Like, I don't like that trend, but it is popular. And oh, it's... Nightcore. Yeah, like, the Nightcore. So, like, I know Deftones has, like, a few Nightcore songs that, like, have sprinkled around, you know, like, versions of the songs that are Nightcore sprinkled on TikTok that I'm not a fan of, but, like, it's it's a thing, you know? So, like, take that as you will. Um, and, yeah, I just I don't really have anything else to say about this album, unfortunately. I'm going to kind of keep it short and sweet and say 6 out of 10 once again. It is just so long, so many songs. 22 songs at an hour and 10 minutes. Uh, no, thank you. No, thank you there. It's not It's not worth it to me. But, I mean, hey, Sebastian said there are some good ones in there. You know, maybe you'll enjoy it if you're a Barbie. If you're a Barb, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate it. But uh, it's not for me. No, nothing against her, though. Still a very respectable artist. But just album-wise, there, there, there are bigger ones there. Uh, but yeah, honestly, this is going to be a pretty short episode, but I mean, it's kind of almost going to be it, but we'll throw some album recommendations at you for the year, for the finale here, since this album, this episode, I should say, is going to be up uh, by New Year's Eve. Um, so what do we want to do today? I am going to do actually, uh, an album that kind of surprised me mainly because I haven't heard really a lot of good things about it before, but, uh, Queens of the Stone Ages, a villains album. I found myself thoroughly enjoying, um, it's definitely like, you know, not their, it's far from their best album, you know, but like. I don't know. There's something very enjoyable about this album here with a lot more of those, like, you know, kind of garage rocky, you know, influences thrown around. Right. But like just done like in a very solid way, like the songs, uh, feet don't fail me. Feet don't fail me, which amazing, like opener to the album. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure that was the opener. One second here. I'm checking right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was the opener for the album. Awesome song, especially just how like bouncy the riff was to like you know keep the song going throughout. Uh, the way you used to do Fortress and uh, Hideaway, definitely some big highlights there. And there are definitely a couple moments that were like a little bit of a drag for sure on this one. And I understand if that was like a big point that fans weren't a fan of. 
but no, I mean, as a whole, this album really is not that bad. And I think it's definitely worth checking out. And that's Villains by Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, Sebastian, what you got? Did I recommend DLG yet? Dark Latin Grooves? I don't think so. Okay. Do you mind if I look that up really quick? Yeah. It's a compilation. Should be Dark Latin Grooves or like... Dark Latin Grooves? Yeah, it should be DLG at the top there. Is it this one? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so this one is uh, this one is a Puerto Rican Jamaican fusion group. They do all the they just do all the they do their damn thing. Um, I I really like this compilation. It's uh, low essential. It's like just the essential kind of stuff. Uh, really cool. Um, I really like uh, Volver. I think that's a really cool one. Um, I'm trying to remember what the What's what the one song on here that's like, um, is it Viver? No, I might be wrong here. I might be. Um, La Quiero e Morer. I think that's how that's pronounced. I'm not the best at speaking my own goddamn native language, but <laughs> hey, we're getting there. Uh, it's uh, there's like these really cool parts. It's kind of like if if um. Mark Antony and Michael Jackson were to like fuse into a singer. That's how this guy sounds. He has a lot of really high compressed notes where he's like getting really gritty up in that top range. And it's like super crazy. And then uh, the Jamaican rap part breakdown comes in later on. And it's just like it's it just reminds me of being in Puerto Rico in like. And I feel like I'm in like the 90s at the same time where there's like everybody is like trying to do the rap scene, but also like trying to bring in like that um, island flair and stuff like that. It's, it's really cool stuff, uh, especially if you guys are wanting to get into more stuff because maybe you listen to Bad Bunny once or twice. And you're like, oh, I like this sound. I want to get more into like traditional music. Well, there's a lot of cool stuff uh, on DLG here. This is a 90s group. Uh, they don't really do much anymore, but yeah. That's cool. Check it out. Highly recommend it. Uh, DLG Dark Latin Groove. Hell yeah. And there you have it. That has been this episode. Short, sweet, to the point. Uh, hope you enjoyed our chat. Hope you enjoyed the year. Uh, we'll be back, you know, 2024 with, uh, you know, January being kind of like the miscellaneous episodes, you know, that we usually do. And then February, first week. We got some big ones coming at you. There'll be some good ones, I think. I hope. Um, but I have a theory that even years are better than the odd years, and it's really shown, especially in this decade. So, I mean, we're, we're going to see. We're going to keep our fingers crossed. We'll see if that pattern continues. But until then, that has been the episode. Sebastian, as always, thank you for joining. Yeah, yeah. Trenton Spirit, thanks for being here. And yeah, this has been Music Corner, Rift 808, and we are. Sign it out!